This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Tuesday, December the 20th. Hope you're okay. And our top story today is about ongoing water supply problems in parts of Kent. A mum from Tunbridge Wells says she's had to completely change her Christmas plans because she simply can't guarantee having any water. Supplies to thousands of homes in the west of the county have been disrupted for the past week or so. Well, I've been speaking to Grace Ockwell, who says they've actually been experiencing issues for a lot longer than that it's actually been like a continuing issue since the summer heat wave um i've actually uh, made a note of all the days that we've been without water so it's been 17 days since the heat wave um six days currently consecutively um starting from tuesday uh so <laughs> it's been nearly a week since no water um and it's just been an absolute nightmare especially with being pregnant myself um, and also having an eight-month-old baby and a dog, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely had its challenges. I can't even imagine, particularly because it's been throughout all the snow as well. What was the weather like where you were? Oh, awful as well, yeah. Um, we got snowed in uh, on Sunday, and so when our water went off on Tuesday and they were saying to us, uh, they were going to open up a water station for us to collect water. It was almost virtually impossible to get out anyway because our cars were snowed in. What have you been able to do? Because getting out and about in the slippery conditions wasn't easy for anybody. But have you had to go to shops then and, and collect water there? Thankfully, my partner's gone out. Um, he's actually been going out for the neighbours as well um, because we've got an elderly couple next door to us and another family that doesn't have a car to get out. Um, so he's been having to go and buy water from the shops uh, or picking up whatever water they've got left at these water stations that they've set up. But uh, if not, we have actually had to sort of result to using the weather to help us uh, with the water situation. So with the snow, we were filling up buckets and using that just to try and like flush our toilet. <laughs> um and obviously now the snow is gone, we're now resulting to hoping that the rain stays with us so we can fill up our water butts and our saucepans to uh, get some water in the house. That's not exactly ideal, though, is it, Grace? How, I mean, how have you been coping with things like cooking? And obviously your, your child wants drinks regularly and so do you yeah. as well. I mean, what, what have you been doing? We've had to sort of prioritise what things we're going to use our water on. Uh, the baby and the dog has come first. So trying to sterilise the baby's bottle <laughs> using water and then to then feed them and make them bottles with water has been a nightmare. The dog needs water. Um, our clothes washing has been put aside. So we've got a mountain that's like piling up. <laughs> um, again, flushing the toilet. That's why we've had to use whatever we can outside to flush the water to save whatever bottled water we have got so you haven't got a date yet as to when this is all going to be properly fixed we're getting very very close to christmas less than a week away what are your plans going to be were you meant to be at home or are you deciding to go somewhere we were home? meant to be at home but i i just can't take that risk um can't take that risk now so we are we're going to be traveling to friends and family around christmas time um 
just because it, it it does put a real downer on the whole situation as well just not having water um so yeah that's that's our plans for the moment. Well, we've had a statement from Southeast Water. This is what it says. We're very sorry to all customers without water. We know how worrying this can be. We have seen a dramatic increase in the number of bursts and leaks across our supply area today as a result of the freezing weather. This has put extreme pressure on the complex underground system of 9,000 miles of pipes, which takes drinking water from treatment works into homes. On a normal winter's day, we extract, treat and pump an average of 520 million litres of drinking water a day to customers. During the past 24 hours, this has increased by 100 million litres to 620 million. Repairing leaks and bursts is one of our top priorities, but freezing weather adds significant complications as we cannot predict which pipes may burst and when. Our team is working 24-7, reacting to each burst as quickly as possible. Elsewhere, people have been queuing for hours for bottled water in Broadstairs after a burst pipe disrupted supplies there. Jayoti Sharma was in the queue earlier. She's been struggling with the supply since Sunday night. Late night, my child woke up at night to go to the toilet and he just suddenly saw water was not there. And then in the morning, he told me that, mom, water is not there anywhere. So you just help us. And then I go to the garage and bring some water bottles, for which we kept for emergency. And we used that uh, yesterday, whole day. And today I decided to come here because everywhere, even on the shop, water is not available. What are the lo- local shops around us? So, no water everywhere. I read some comments on Broadstairs group as well that uh, elderly people are not getting water on time or so because they told us to have a vulnerable, for the vulnerable people, there is an emergency contact number. But they are not getting, I have, I've read many comments on that. And yeah, we all are facing this problem and right now water is coming with very low flow and with dirty water with a lot of smell in it and I don't know when we'll get the regular water. The roads were completely gridlocked yesterday evening and residents have criticised the response from Southern Water. Well, we've had an update from them today. They say that the repairs have now been completed. However, they warn that it could take some time for taps to be running again. And perhaps, ironically, flood alerts are still in force in some parts of Kent as river levels remain dangerously high. The Environment Agency is particularly concerned about areas around Tunbridge Wells, Maidstone, Headcorn, Ashford and Tenterden. It's been caused by heavy rainfall over the past couple of days. Kent Online News. The ambulance service that covers Kent has declared a critical incident. CCAM say the decision's been taken following a period of more than a week of sustained pressure across both 999 and 111 services. We're told it's affecting their ability to respond, but the service will continue to prioritise the most seriously ill and injured patients. A reminder, CCAM workers are also due to go on strike tomorrow. Now, this is one of our most read stories on the website today. A man from Deal has been left in a coma after falling downstairs at his home. Doctors don't know why 40-year-old Simon Norton hasn't regained consciousness after it happened nine days ago. He was found by his wife after spending the previous evening watching the England-France World Cup game with friends and had recently been complaining of headaches. Well, Leanne wrote this story for us and joins me now. Leanne, you've been speaking to Simon's wife 
wife, Katie, what did she tell you about what happened? Yes, so I've been speaking to Katie, who has very kindly shared the story of what happened that day. Um, She told me that Simon wasn't feeling very well during the day, but they had plans to go out and watch the football with their friends. So they went anyway. Um, They came home as normal, went to bed at about 10pm. But when Simon woke up in the night to go to the toilet, she heard a huge bang. And that's when she found him at the bottom of the stairs. She told me at first she thought he might be playing a trick on her because he's a bit of a prankster. But she quickly realised there was a problem and that he was unconscious. That's when she immediately phoned for the ambulance, which arrived about an hour later and took him to the William Harvey Hospital in Ashford, where he has been for the last nine days. And Mr Norton was put in an induced coma. What have medics said? So Katie told me that she met up with some specialist neurologists yesterday who still can't understand why Simon isn't waking up. He's no longer in a coma, but he is still unconscious. It's understood he has some pinprick bleeds on the brain. They are hoping to carry out some tests for a rare condition, although it's understood the result of these tests might take several weeks to come back. So, Leanne, a really uncertain time for the family just before Christmas and a fundraiser's been set up for them, hasn't it? Yes, that's right. So, friends of the family have set up a GoFundMe page to support them financially. While Simon is off work, it will really help them pay for things such as travelling to and from Deal and Ashford each day and hopefully take some of the pressure off them just before Christmas. So far, it's raised almost £1,700 in just a few days, which they are all so grateful for. Leanne, thank you ever so much. A taxi driver from Chatham has been convicted for his role in a major conspiracy to smuggle Vietnamese people into the UK in the back of lorries. Habib Basodi was involved in picking them up from Dover or Folkestone and driving them to the West Midlands as well as collecting cash payments. The 41-year-old will be sentenced in February. A court's heard how a man from Swanley who was fishing without a licence threatened to stab someone after being asked to show he had one. Gary Carr was caught out by an environment agency officer who'd been carrying out routine checks at the Darrenth Complex in Dartford in June. The 52-year-old from Alderway has been fined more than £2,000 for not having a licence and for his threatening behaviour. An 11-year-old girl's been sexually assaulted on a bus on her way to school in Maids Stone. She was travelling towards Tunbridge when a man stood next to her and touched her inappropriately last Friday. A mum says she's been left traumatised. We're told police are investigating and there's a description of the suspect at Kent Online. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Train drivers at 15 rail companies, including South Eastern, which covers Kent, are going to stage new strike action early in the new year. Members of the ASLEF union are going to walk out on January the 5th in a row over pay. It'll happen between two 48-hour strikes by the RMT, meaning rail services will be badly affected for a week. Now, with families due to spend more time together over Christmas, those in Ashford are being told where to turn if there's a dispute. Tensions within families and between neighbours and groups of young people have increased in recent years. Ashford Mediation Service has been given funding by the Crime Commissioner to launch the latest phase of their Keep Ashford Talking campaign. The idea is to resolve disagreements before the police or social services have to get involved. Well, I've been speaking to David Yonker, who's from the organisation. We've certainly had uh, an increase in referrals uh, we call it intergenerational uh, disputes where uh, young people in families um, are struggling with, with, with relationships within their families and also, uh, you know, at school. And uh, we've certainly been able to assist a number of families and we believe through 
this project that we'll be able to increase the impact that we're able to make. And we're getting up to quite a crucial period of time where people will be spending more time perhaps as a family and it can become a bit of a pressure cooker for some, can't it? How concerned are you about the Christmas period and the impact that might have on, on some of those families in Ashford? You know, it's, 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 it's really remarkable how, how bad relationships and families sometimes get over time. And uh, you're quite right. I think we saw this during COVID where people were spending a lot of time together who would not normally spend that much time together. And I think it's, it's not unlike that during the festive season where, where people are together um, and those, those old disputes or the reasons uh, you know, why people have problems with relationships do flare up. But fortunately, our service is open uh, throughout this period and we can be contacted uh, to, to help and assist. And do you think that social isolation for some people during the pandemic has kind of exacerbated these issues and it's made the the way they interact with other people worse than it was before perhaps and they're not quite as good at communicating and that's led to some of these tensions and flare-ups i mean i'm i'm really you know not not trained uh, as, a, as a psychologist or anything but i think just just uh, just uh, from 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 the kind of referrals we've received uh, since covid uh, there's been an intensification of of the kind of problems with between neighbours, for instance, where previously it really used to be about, you know, where the bin is placed or noise or a fence issue. It's become really personal. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's, I think it's anecdotal, you know, from our point of view, but it, it certainly seems like the problems in relationships have gotten a bit more more serious. Um, we've spoken about families and, and young people in particular. Have there been issues amongst young people themselves? We are a member of the... Uh, community safety unit um, with, within Ashford, and we certainly are aware of, of, of areas and problems. Um, part of Keep Ashford Talking is to reach out to, to schools, uh, the senior schools in, in our area, um, and, and as a, a, an awareness campaign, um, just, just to get them on board and to, to try and help them to champion this. Um, we, we are uh, in the process of applying for further funding for, 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 for the, the next step, which is really to train peer mediators within schools and mentors and, 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 and teachers to assist them uh, to, to resolve these disputes. I think the typical process that we follow in mediation is, is not something a, a sort of a 13 or a 14 or 15 year old is necessarily going to be uh, that engaged in. Uh, and peer mediation is, is far more effective in that, in that environment. And that's certainly what, what, the, what, what we are in the process of doing is, is engaging with schools and trying to set up those sort of uh, those sort of peer mediator groups that will help them resolve their disputes because you know young people don't want to wait uh, you know for, for a meeting it's got to be done today you know that sort of thing and that's that's kind of how peer mediation works it's almost immediate uh, and they get they, they get really good results with that. Thanks ever so much to David for chatting to the Kent Online podcast. We've got details on how you can get in touch with the Ashford Mediation Service. Just search Ashford Mediation Services online. You can also email info at ashfordmediation.co.uk. That's info at ashfordmediation.co.uk. Or you can call 07845 914 838. That's 07845 914 838.
338. A homeless charity in Sittingbourne that supports dozens of people is unlikely to be open over Christmas because of a water leak. Bosses at the bus shelter Kent Community Hub in Phoenix House say it won't be able to offer a warm space for those who need it on Christmas Day. The county council owns the site and has decided not to extend the life of the building for a short period of time and is filing for a possession order. We have asked KCC for a comment. Kent Online reports. We now know when work's due to start on a new 750 home estate near Dartford. The first stages of construction, which will include roadworks to create a new junction for the Stone Pit 2 development of Watling Street, is scheduled for January. It comes amid concerns around flooding, parking and doctor's provision. Taylor Wimpy, who are behind it, say their proposed design is currently being considered by council bosses. There's going to be a debate in the Commons on the expansion of London's ultra-low emission zone, which could see more drivers from Kent fined. From next August, motorists using older vehicles will have to pay a charge in all 33 of the capital's boroughs in a bid to cut pollution. Well, Dartford MP Gareth Johnson is worried his constituents in particular, who drive to nearby Bromley and Bexley, will be severely affected. He's holding that debate in Westminster Hall this afternoon. We've got all the details on how the ULES scheme works and how you could be affected at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. The owner of a tea rooms on Sheppey has been told to remove tables he's put up outside to display Christmas decorations. Swale Council say Stephen Jackson doesn't have a licence to have a seating area on the pavement. He's branded the authority a Scrooge though and insists no food and drink is being served outside. You can see what the display looks like by heading to the website today. Elsewhere, a new restaurant's opening on Whitstable High Street just before Christmas. Alaturka is moving into the former job centre site. It's launching on Friday but you can get a sneak peek inside on the website today. And the Queen Consort has appeared in a Christmas special of Paul O'Grady's For the Love of Dogs, which was filmed right here in Kent. Camilla joined him at Battersea and Brands Hatch before hosting a garden party at Clarence House. It was shown on TV last night. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham face Wolves in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup this evening. The Jules will be hoping to cause another upset after beating fellow Premier League side Brentford in the last round. But they're training schedule has been slightly disrupted because of the recent cold weather. Well, sports reporter Luke Cordell joins me now. So another cup game, Luke, after a bit of a break for Gillingham because of the snow disruption. Well, it's going to be a massive test, isn't it? I know Wolves have struggled this season in the Premier League. Um, the only side that have been as, as bad as Gillingham really scoring-wise in, in league games. I think Gillingham have obviously the worst scoring record in the Football League and um, Wolves aren't far behind them really. But... Um, you never know what could happen in, in the Cup game. Um, Wolves have had the break because of the World Cup. They've had some friendly matches. They've been uh, training out in uh, uh, Marbella. So that they're, they're sort of warming up nicely. They've got a new manager in Julian Lopetegui, um, the Spanish coach. So I think with a new manager at the helm, just coming back from the World Cup, um, keen to put behind them a really sort of poor start to the season in the Premier League. So... There will be a full house, I think, maybe at Molyneux as well. Luke, what are your thoughts ahead of the game? I know the manager has described danger, uh, Gillingham as dangerous opponents and um, quite rightly, having beaten Brentford in the, the last round, Gillingham pulled off a bit of a shock in that one. It was, um, well, no one expected it really, particularly after Brentford scored after so, three minutes or so, but they hung on in there, got a draw, then won on penalties um, to the surprise of everyone. So it's um, Wolves away this Tuesday. A massive, massive test. I mean, they've beaten one Premier League team. Can they do it again? 
Unlikely, very, very unlikely, but you never know. It's only uh, 90 minutes of football and uh, maybe a bit of extra time, but they're certainly capable of it. They've done it before. Finally, any Jill's team news you're aware of? Gillingham certainly have it all to do. They've There's a bit, been a bit of illness in the camp, but I think that's been affecting a lot of people up and down the country with flus and all that business going around. Captain Stuart O'Keefe might come back from injury. Robbie McKenzie was a doubt he might come back. And there should be some some options for the manager, but obviously his own team are heading into Christmas bottom of the football league. So it's bottom of the football league v bottom of the Premier League. Um, neither clubs have had a great first half of the season, and um, well, Wolves won't be dancing in the streets at beating Gillingham on Tuesday night, but it'll certainly be a start. And um, if Gillingham can win, well, that would be uh, that would be impressive, and they've certainly cashed in in their league. Cup games so far. Thank you ever so much Luke. Kickoff tonight is at 7.45. You'll be able to follow the match action at Kent Online. You can also hear reaction to the result in bulletins on our sister radio station KMFM tomorrow morning and we'll have more in the podcast tomorrow too. Elsewhere, England's cricketers have made history by becoming the first away team to win a Test Series 3-0 in Pakistan. They stormed to an eight-wicket victory in their final match earlier today. Kent Zach Crawley scored 41 in their second in yesterday and has played pretty well in the series overall. And a wheelchair rugby player has been named Sportsperson of the Year at the Medway Sports Awards. 25-year-old Joe Coyd is part of the England squad and also works with young disabled athletes. You can see a list of the other winners and pictures from the ceremony by heading to Kent Online. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details of the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing and sign up to that just head to kentonline.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by the fg barnes group with showrooms in canterbury and maidstone offering a range of new and approved used cars including mg seat and Vauxhall.